back here to Wake Up Call with Dan Tortora on WakeUpCallDT.com, your one-stop sports shop, and on MixLR.com backslash WakeUpCallDT. I'm hanging out with my guy here, Mike Sofka of Hall of Fame Fantasy Football. We'll be in the same state this weekend, which I'm excited about. Always love having Mike on the show. HalloFameFantasyFootball.com is where you need to go when you want that information on how to help your team get forward in fantasy. We do that here with you every Thursday in the second hour of the broadcast in the Fantasy Football Power Hour, proudly presented by the Wildcat Sports Pub and the Pennant Trophy Center. And Mike does that 24-7 on HalloFameFantasyFootball.com. You can also check out WakeUpCallDT.com's Fantasy Football tab, NFL predictions, and the injury report, as well as the archive of all of our shows. If you scroll down to the Wake Up Call helmet, you can get it right there as well on the homepage. So without further ado, let's bring him into the show. Always love talking to the guy. Good man, good person, and a hell of a voice when it comes to fantasy football. Mr. Sofka, how are we doing today? How you doing, Dan? Good to be here. Yes, I love how I just introed you. I gave you that love. I said you were smart. I said you were you were kind, funny, good guy. And then it's like, hey man, what's up? <laughs> well, I'm, I'm a little distracted. I'm I'm having some work done on the property today, and I'm looking. Hold on a second. Hold on a second. Yes, uh, Octavio, Octavio. The seasonal flowers go up front. Ne- next, yeah, next to the big fountain where the fountain's going in. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, we're getting a lot of work done here, sitting by the pool, enjoying some frozen cocktails, and um, wondering how everybody else is enjoying life. Freezing throughout the country, but it's wonderful here in Florida right now. And, oh, by the way, Dan, when you're down here this weekend, come on, lounge by the pool with Lisa and I. This is what we do in Florida. That's all we do is lounge by the pool. I know, and, and, the th- and the, I appreciate that, I respect that, and I thank you for that, and I also tell you that with my Hispanic blood, I'm not letting any of my people work on your property anymore. <laughs> not going to let it happen. <laughs> You're like, Carlos, no, we're done. We're done. Scene. <laughs> so... No more. See nada. But, uh, yeah. Oh, my goodness. So you're having a good time. You got the pool boy out there. You got the flower pots being planted. You got all this stuff going down. How are you enjoying your day? Because I have snow on the ground. And the only thing that I can tell you is, as a homeowner, seeing snow on the ground, my, I wake up with this piece that says, yes, nobody can see my lawn. Hence, I don't have to cut my lawn. And that's a great feeling. Everything is green, the sun's shining, the sky is blue, few clouds going by, no jacket. I can wear shorts if I wanted to, but I'm wearing pants. You know, I'm a professional guy. You know, I got a, you know, this big conglomerate to run. This estate don't pay for itself. I got a lot of mountains to eat around here. So, um, yeah, no, it's wonderful. I, it's, it's everything that Hawaii-type shows are, but it's in Florida. Like Magnum P.I., this is what we do. We just hang out in the sunshine all day, jump in a Jeep and go solve crimes. You know, you just you drink the Miami Vice, you know, the the pina colada with the strawberry daiquiri. You wear the Hawaiian shirt, the white the white pants, the nice shoes, maybe the hat. See, I I was born in Syracuse, New York, but I still think I'm a Floridian because there's a lot about my blood that makes me a Floridian. Yeah, well, I mean, you, you, you're human. You enjoy the warmer weather. You enjoy the sunshine. That's what it's there for. We get vitamins from the sun, and this is a, you know, this is what we do in Florida. Nobody works. <laughs> Nobody works. We're all at the beach and the pool all day, and uh, then we just uh, go about our day and have fun. It's one constant party. 
Well, it must be really nice to have that because you get vitamin D from the sun. Up in Syracuse, we get vitamin D from Flintstone vitamins. So it's a little bit different, but kind of the same. I love your one-word responses. They they kill me. They kill me. I really do. So, but it's uh, it's all good. We're here with Mike Sofka, Hall of Fame Fantasy Mike, we got a lot to get into. I can't believe it's week eleven. Goes by so fast. It must be that you know I like working with you. But we're in week eleven, and our Thursday night game is well on paper. It's a good game. It's Russell Wilson and Aaron Rodgers. Seattle kind of stinks, but they're okay at home because of their 12th man. It's the one place they can kind of sort of win. And Green Bay is in a position right now where they're in a little bit of trouble because Chicago's good and Minnesota's good. So thoughts on this one. Let's start it off with Green Bay at Seattle. Fantasy football advice. And, of course, as always, who you're picking in this one. Well, I'm going to have to go with the home team here just because we'll – Green Bay doesn't play very well on the road. I mean, they, they haven't played well on the road in a while. So, And then, you know, you never know what crew of reps are going to show up. Is it going to be an incomplete or a touchdown? Because they'll argue about it in the end zone, and then we'll have, uh, you know, more memes to put on Facebook. Look, Aaron Rodgers is Aaron Rodgers. He's still a top 10 quarterback. No matter where he plays, if he steps on the field, he's a top 10 quarterback. Now, Russell Wilson hasn't been that fortunate, not this year, hasn't been able to get things done, and I think it's been the inconsistency in the backfield. Chris Carson's been dinged up. Mike Davis was able to jump in there. But now, you know, we also saw, you know, the rookie come out and shine Rashad Penny. So now I think it's going to be back to mired in a committee situation with Carson taking the lead, even though Penny had the big explosive game. So I think that kind of hurts everybody's value there in the backfield in Seattle. But I got Carson ranked as the number 23 running back this week. Green Bay has been real fortunate on the other side. Aaron Jones has been explosive. He's been making plays ever since he was able to get back on the field. It's been up 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 and you keep seeing that bar get risen for him and 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 i like that and you know what else i like Devonte adams their number one receiver there number 11 on my ranking this week i think Devonte adams is going to have a pretty big game and he's going to have to but now this scanling this guy has done so much this guy's going to line up he's going to be the starter on the opposite side there randall cobb still kind of dinged up Valdez scanling this is a guy who got speed he can hang on to the ball. He can make a move. They like getting in the ball like that in space so he can do something with it. Now, Green Bay hasn't been as lucky with their tight end, Jimmy Graham, going back what I call home. He was there for three years in Seattle. Didn't really do much in Seattle based on what the hype was for him in New Orleans. They used him a little bit differently in New Orleans, lined him up on the outside a lot as well and in the slot. Jimmy Graham struggling to come back from injury this week, so it's going to be interesting to see. So make sure you have a another plan in place if he's not going to play. But right now, if he does play, I think he's going to try to show out there. I think they're going to try to get him the ball. I think he'll be the number five tight end on my ranking this week. And then on the other side, Nick Vinette's been on the up. I think this guy has a touchdown in the last couple games. Again, these are guys that you're not going to find uh, you know, tight end one numbers in, but he could be a fill-in. There's six teams on a bye this week. Nick Vanette checking in at number 17 on my rankings. So if you're in a league that favors touchdowns over yards and combo, that might be the guy because he's probably due to get a touchdown in this game. And again, I like Seattle at home just because Green Bay struggles on the road, but you're going to get good fantasy numbers on both sides of the ball. 
The interesting thing about Nick Vanette is he has two touchdowns this season, both of them in back-to-back weeks, and both of them against teams that play in Los Angeles. So just kind of an, an interesting thing there is can he do it against the Midwest because he's done it against the West. But as we look at this game, like you said, you're taking the home team, Green Bay at Seattle in this one. Aaron Rodgers, obviously you got to play him if you got him. Uh, Aaron Jones, Jamal Williams, uh, I'm not a big Jamal Williams fan, but Aaron Jones, if you have to be flex, you know, put him out there. I, I don't see him as higher than a running back three. Devontae Adams, I like a lot. Marquez Valdez-Scantling, South Florida, obviously everybody knows I've covered the American Athletic Conference since its institution five years ago, so he was a part of it. I like Marquez Valdez-Scantling. I like the fact that he's coming up. I like the fact that he's doing a, doing a, you know kind of more young now. He was drafted in the fifth round this year. So I like the, him and Devontae. Devontae and Aaron are a great tandem, have helped me out and got me out of uh, potential crises this, this season. So I do like that. Russell Wilson's not a bad one to play. He's a low-end quarterback, one high-end, two. And Mike Davis, Rashad Penny, it's hard for me to trust in any of these guys, and they're playing Green Bay, so I don't feel too good about that. Tyler Lockett is a low-end wide receiver, too, if not a high-end three. And then Nick Vanette, like you said, he's not getting a ton of yards, but he's getting in the end zone, so Russell Wilson is looking for him. And I think they want to prove that they don't need Jimmy Graham anymore because this is one of those games where Jimmy's coming back to town. So I think Nick Vanette, if you're just looking for maybe a touchdown, don't look for yards in this one. But if you have a tight end, you're really not looking for yards in general. So if Jimmy's ready to go, then Jimmy's worth the play because he's coming back to Seattle. And Nick Vanette, I like him in this one as well. And I am going to go with oh this is tough for me you went with the Seahawks I'm gonna go with uh, this is so tough this is tough because this is this is a this is a night game with a quarterback that knows how to come back I'm gonna go with the Packers in this one I'm picking the Packers in this one I know see it's just because Seattle has the 12th man but or else it would be a lot easier but I'm gonna pick the Packers Cowboys at the Falcons what do you have for this Mike yeah, this should be somewhat of a shootout, I would think, because I think the Cowboys are actually going to be able to move the ball. Amari Cooper looks like he might be able to do a little something. I think that things are on the uptick now. They're starting to believe, and they're led by Ezekiel Elliott. Now they have to get Zeke the ball. That is the formula. If you let Zeke run for 60 yards, you're going to lose the game, Jerry Jones. And I say Jerry Jones because he's the puppet master. He's the guy pulling all the strings strings to this wow i'm gonna have to bleep myself here i was gonna say you know bottom line is the bottom line that's the problem with the cowboys so if you're a cowboy fan sorry about your luck chuck but that's your problem atlanta's got a soft defense and that's mostly due to injury and you know what it doesn't matter i'm gonna take atlanta in this game at home i think matt ryan is gonna have an okay game Okay, meaning he's the number six quarterback on my ranking this week. I think Dak Prescott is going to look like, well, Dak Prescott. He's going to be a middle-of-the-road quarterback at number 15 this week. Zeke is the answer for Dallas. Hopefully they know that for Zeke's sake. Checking in at number five on my rankings, provided they're going to get him the ball. And I think they're going to be able to do that because Amari Cooper is out there now. They actually have somewhat of a threat at receiver. Now, Amari Cooper... Not a, not a wide receiver one, low-end wide receiver two at 23 on my rankings this week. But they're going to have to throw the ball. This could be a little bit of a back and forth, a little bit of a scoring fest for some of the guys. And some of the guys that might get in the end zone, the most recently got in the end zone was Julio Jones. 
number seven on my rankings this week. And then, you know, Calvin Ridley is going to be Calvin Ridley. He may score three touchdowns for 10 yards, or he may not get a target. You know, I, I mean, you can't really count on this guy right now, unfortunately. And, you know, part of that's because Austin Hooper has been coming around number 12 tight end on my rankings this week. And, you know, the thing with the Cowboys is they don't really have a tight end. I, I, I don't know who it is. Every Jeff time I Swain. <laughs> it's another guy catching the ball, and it's some guy who was bagging groceries last week. Swain, Jarwin, Schultz, Rico, uh, what's his name, Rico Gathers, Gathers. You You're know, looking he, for Rico Suave. It's okay. I understand. Yeah, yeah. I think he's going to be that guy long-term down the road, but you're probably in a situation. This is week 11, man. You need to win now. We ain't got time for games. This ain't no dynasty. This is win now or go home. So if you have guys like Cole Beasley, I don't think they're the answer for you. Tavon Austin, Michael Gallup, Alan Hearns, none of these guys are the answer, but you already know that by now. And on Atlanta's side, you're going to have a Julio Jones to count on. Now, look, Tevin, Tevin Coleman hasn't been the top guy out there, but it is what it is. That's what they got. I like Ito Smith in a touchdown situation, but mainly as a flex-type player. And, and Tevin Coleman, not that much higher, maybe as a running back, too, if he's going to – I just – I have no confidence in the running game in Atlanta for some reason right now. I have no confidence in their defense. But I'm still going to take them to beat the Cowboys. How about that? Well, I don't, I don't deny you on this one. The Atlanta Falcons have been up and down. Their offenses look better than it has in the past. And, I, I mean, I, I thought their offense was going down a little bit the last couple seasons. It's trended up. A bit here. They definitely have the talent to beat the Dallas Cowboys. I think they ultimately will defeat the Dallas Cowboys. I think that, you know, Jason Garrett is on the hot seat with his job, but the reality of it all is sometimes I feel like he's on the hot seat, sometimes I don't, because he's a great puppet for Jerry Jones. So and you can't have a you can't have a coach with a lot of, you know, push to him, so to speak, because that's not a that's not a Jerry Jones guy. He needs somebody he can manipulate. And I'm not trying to say that Jason Garrett's soft. I'm just saying it's not Jimmy Johnson and it's never been close to Jimmy Johnson. You could say Bill Parcells, but still is a little bit different. So the injury report for this, Mohamed Sanu is is injured. He is questionable to play in the game, I believe, with a hip injury. And then for the Dallas Cowboys, uh, you do want to look at this, even though it's not a skill player. Zach Martin, offensive guard, is questionable with a knee injury. He has been hurt throughout the season. Tyron Smith, a starting tackle as well, has a back injury. is questionable just because of protecting Dak Prescott and obviously the running game. I'll make it easy for you. The Cowboys, you play Ezekiel Elliott. Amari Cooper, flex. Michael Gallup, eh, I'd probably leave him off. He's a wide receiver for Cole Beasley, not a bad flex. Amari Cooper, not a bad flex. Ezekiel Elliott, worth starting. Dak Prescott, hell no. Because I watched Dak do what he did last week, where he would complete a pass, and they would gain 20 yards, and they move the ball forward, and then he'd run backwards and not know where to go and forget that he's a quarterback and just fall down. So I'm not a fan of his quarterbacking in his junior season, but I do like Zeke, and I do think Cooper is somebody to kind of roll the dice on, especially late in the season here. If you need a little bit of help, you know you just need a few more points to get over the hump. Maybe Amari's your guy. Maybe Cole Beasley can do something for you. On the other side of it, I think Matt Ryan's worth the play. Tevin Coleman, I like Ito Smith as a flex guy too. I have Ito on my team. Julio Jones, not a bad play. Calvin Ridley, I want to believe that this guy can – bring some positive consistency. He's a, he's going up against the Dallas Cowboys soft defense, and they're going to be at home in Atlanta inside of the Mercedes-Benz Stadium, which is beautiful, and I've been there. So I believe Atlanta's going to win, 
And if Calvin Ridley wants to go off a little bit, now's the time to do so. Carolina at Detroit. What do you have for this? You know, this is going to be an interesting game, but, you know, mainly because of the injury situations, I think. I mean, I, I'm pretty sure there's an injury situation with Marvin Jones, and I'm not sure how that's going to turn out. But, you know, one thing I do know is Cam likes him some Cam. So I'm going to go with Cam, and I'm going to take Carolina in this game. And I like Cam Newton, one of the top quarterbacks, second only to Patrick Mahomes on my ranking. On the other side of the ball, Matt Stafford seems to be struggling a little bit this year. And, you know, I, I, you take away receiver and Golden Tate and trade him away. Now you got Marvin Jones dinged up. Now what? You know, I, the running back situation hasn't gotten much better. I mean, Carryon Johnson's been doing a great job. But outside of that, what's going on in Detroit? I mean, they're going to have to answer. And guys that are in the slot against Detroit end up doing well. We picked up on this weeks ago. I spoke about Anthony Miller last week. And that, what did he do? Like 122 and a touchdown? I don't know. I don't have it in front of me. Look for a guy like a DJ Moore. Look for a guy like a Torrey Smith and a Greg Olson to go off. These are guys that you may not normally count on. I know Greg Olson normally leads the league and leads the team in targets. He checks in at number three on my ranking. But look for one of those other guys to surprise. If you're in daily, maybe play one of those guys, DJ Moore. See what happens. Uh, Christian McCaffrey, he's going to be Christian McCaffrey, especially in the PPR league, definitely an RB1. Number seven on my rankings this week in standard scoring. And Detroit, like I said, Detroit's Detroit. I think it's going to be led by Kenny Galladay. Look for Brandon Powell to make some some inroads now. And, you know, again, I don't know what's going on with the tight end. There's a tight end shortage in this league. And Detroit has our boy Toy Lolo, Wilson, and Roberts. And I think Roberts is dinged up right now, Michael Roberts. So, you know, I feel bad for Matt Stafford. I think it could be a big game for Carry on Johnson. He's a borderline RB1, RB2. And I think it could be a big game because it doesn't look like the passing options are going to help them much. And hopefully they'll be able to just run the ball, run the ball, run the ball, and keep Cam off the field. That would be the game plan for me. But I don't think that's going to be successful. And I'm going to take the Panthers on the road in Detroit. Yeah, the funny thing is I don't feel like Detroit, when, when there's things that they're supposed to do, they don't do them, and you know that, and I know that. So they're supposed to run the ball. doesn't mean they're necessarily going to scheme that way. So I am going to take Carolina in this game as well. I'm going to take the, the Panthers to win this because of the fact now Greg Olson is questionable, Cam Newton is questionable. And the funny thing is uh, one of my good friends, one of my closest friends, Joey Khalil, there's a Matt Khalil and a Ryan Khalil on this team. He is not related to them. He does jokingly tell everybody that he is. But the Khalil family, they're on the injury report right now. Matt Khalil is on injury reserve. Ryan Khalil is limited and questionable for the week. Torrey Smith has been questionable in his play all season. His knee injury leaves him questionable. Greg Olson has a foot injury and Cam Newton has a shoulder injury. I don't think it will keep Greg or Cam off the field. Definitely not Cam. I feel like he plays no matter what. And you're right about Marvin Jones. His knee injury has him questionable for the game. So for Carolina, you and I see eye to eye on this. Cam loves him some Cam. He always calls number one, and he wears the number of what he thinks he is. So, you know, he's number one to himself. That's good. You should always be your own number one. But Cam is Cam is very Cam-related. He is He's a little bit a lot of Cam. So there's like, I love myself, and then there's like, uh, maybe back away a little bit, Cam. It's not safe. So I do think he's missing the boat, though, on a huge sponsorship with Fig Newtons. 
and I, I don't know why he's waiting. I really don't. I think he should be on every single bag of them. I'd still buy them, Cam, just so you know. I mean, I, I appreciate it, and I think you should do it. But he's missing the boat. Obviously, he doesn't have the right agent. Call me, Cam. I'm available. Christian McCaffrey is a guy who I would play in this game as well. Funches, wide receiver three. Greg Olson, if he's healthy, low end one. I just don't like I don't like that he's been injured all season, obviously, and I don't like the fact that he hasn't really gotten a lot of positive fantasy play. Carry on Johnson on the other side. Yes, I'm a big fan. Kenny Galladay, he gets boosted this week to me because of Marvin Jones. If Marvin Jones is good to go, he's worth the play, but Kenny Galladay definitely. And if somebody let him go for some odd reason, go snatch him up right now. I am picking the Carolina Panthers to win this one. Titans at the Colts, Mike's thought, Mike. Thoughts on the Titans team that, what did I say last week? They can beat anybody they stay in games. They always, the Jaguars leave the door open, and they always come through that door with guns blazing. They are, if they were on The Walking Dead, they are Negan right now, and they just find a way to get out of jail and wreak some havoc, and they are swinging Lucille all over the square. Titans are playing the Colts. They are an enigma sometimes, so they could lose this game, but they are one of the hottest teams that nobody's talking about, and they just may win the division of the AFC South as the Jaguars decided to start playing, I don't know, badminton and not football anymore. So thoughts on the Titans at the Colts? And, and, and you know, not to toot my own horn, not on this uh, uh, broadcast with you last week, but somebody asked me what I thought a long shot would be to win last week outright. I, I did take the Titans. That's on my website. It's documented. But, you know, the same thing goes here. I'm, I'm, they're going to come back to Earth. And they are the Titans. They are an enigma, like you said. And I'm going to take Indianapolis at home. I know Malik Hooker. I know Clayton Gathers. I know the defense is a little bit dinged up. I know things aren't looking right. But they're actually starting to run the ball a little bit. And I think that's helping Andrew Luck and the Colts. Marlon Mack, back from, back from injury, has been steadily, again, on the uptick like an Aaron Jones every week. Every week he seems to look a bit better, and that helps the team as a whole. That helps them gain confidence. That helps Aaron uh, Andrew Luck's confidence. You know, don't forget, it wasn't long that Andrew Luck was, you know, wondering if he was ever going to play football again. It was out almost two years. This is a guy who's not going to win your league for you today. He's not going to do that, but... If he's a guy that's still around or if he's a guy that's on your team as a backup, you may be able to count on him this week as a, as a bi-week fill-in, number 18 on my rankings this week. You know, just have your expectations in check and hope that the rest of your team comes through. Maybe you have a guy like Marwin Mack. He's a bottom-end running back one for me on my rankings this week. PPR, you might even get an uptick on that. It might be a little bit higher, maybe a 9 or a 10. And then looking at the wide receiver, you know, T.Y. Hilton's normally the guy there, and, you know, they're trying to get something going again there, and I think they are, and T.Y. Hilton's a bottom-end wide receiver, too. Now, he's been climbing his way back. He was dinged up, and Andrew Luck and him weren't connecting that well. Well, now it seems that they are. Now, I think part of that's thanks to the, the depth they have at tight end. Jack Doyle, bottom-end, tight end one. You know, Eric Ebron. Eric Ebron ran like a jet sweep last week. He's number seven, so... The Colts have two tight ends in my in my top eleven. So either one of those guys, both of those guys, will probably score. We even saw a Mo Alley Cox appearance last week as a touchdown as well. So they got the depth at tight end. So that's one thing they got going for them in Indianapolis. Look, the bottom line is still the bottom line. Tennessee's a good team. The 
they're going to make efforts to get the ball to Corey Davis, the number one receiver there. And for that, he's a top-end wide receiver, too. He's been on the uptake. And then Deion Lewis. Deion Lewis has, in my mind, outperformed Derrick Henry week in, week out, so far this season and every week without fail. Deion Lewis, number 19 on my rankings. Derrick Henry, number 30. And Deion Lewis gets ticked up in PPR. You know, I like Tennessee. I like what they do. I think they're capable of winning games like they did last week. I like the coaching. I like the direction the team's heading in. But I think they come back to earth this week in Indianapolis, and I'm taking the Colts. I'm taking the Titans in this one, and it's it's tough. It's really tough. But I think if the Titans win this one, I mean, it's just I feel like this would be like a 31 to 20, 31 to 14 type thing. I'm not a big fan of Mariota. I really am not. Deion Lewis, I think, is worth the play. Uh, it's hard to say fan. I think Tennessee could do it, but the question I find hysterical is I'm always like, well, who are they doing it with? Because when I look at the Titans in fantasy, I never feel really, really good about telling you to play any of them. I mean, Deion Lewis is not a bad bet. I'm not a big fan of Derrick Henry. Corey Davis, eh, Jonu Smith. You know, I think Jonu Smith in this game potentially as a tight end for you. If you need somebody, if there's injuries, you got to go pick somebody up. He's probably out there. Corey Davis, Western Michigan guy, up and down. I like to see more out of him. Corey Davis is is a wide receiver three for me, and I th- I do like Deion Lewis. He could be he could be your backup running back. He could be your guy this week. So I do like that. On the other side of the matchup for the Colts, Andrew Luck. You got to put him out there. In this game, Jordan Wilkins, it's funny, he was the starter and he had one carry for 53 yards in last week's game and that was it. So Naheem Hines, I mean, everybody's kind of low on this. Marlon Mack, I don't feel good about any of these guys because they share the ball and none of them really get a lot of yards. Marlon had 12 carries for 29 yards, which is awful. So T.Y. Hilton, give him a shot, give him an opportunity. Uh, He's not what he used to be and not what I think he should be. But T.Y. Hilton, wide receiver. I would say he's a low-end, too high-end three. I'm just not sold on him anymore, really. Eric Ebron, can we talk about this, Mike? He had three touchdowns last week. He had a rushing touchdown last week. Put the tight end in, pound the ball, two yards out, make it happen. And then he had two receiving touchdowns. Eric Ebron, Detroit, what were you doing with this man? Because, obviously, his talents were not being utilized. I don't know what's going on. And they have a good quarterback in Matt Stafford. But Eric Ebron, you know, he's just a different player there. And I just I like him I like him I like Luck really more than anything. T. Y. Hilton, you know you could give that a shot. And I'm gonna go with the Titans on the road. Bucks at the Giants. What do you have for this one? Yeah, well, anytime the Bucks are involved, there's gonna be some fantasy points. Just just because they can't play defense. I mean, that's pretty much what it comes down to. The Bucks are gonna give up how many points? The Bucks are gonna give up how many yards? The Bucks are going to do this. The Bucks are going to do that. One thing they're not going to do is have a steady diet of ground and pound because that's not what they do. You know, the running back situation in Tampa, Barber's limited, Jones is limited, Levante David, David Levante. It's funny because if you look up Levante David on sub websites, sometimes they list it with his last name first, thinking his name is David Levante, but it's Levante David. I think that's Sorry, just had to drop that in there. But Brian Fitzpatrick is going to be uh, a guy you can count on again. Although last week he didn't have any touchdowns, he did still throw for like 400 yards or something stupid like that. So 
you can count on him as a bye week villain. Again, you're not winning your league with Ryan Fitzpatrick, not at his recent performance. And the Giants, I think, are a little bit suspect in the secondary as well, even though they just traded away Eli Apple. I think that's the reason they're a little bit suspect. Eli Manning, number 11 on my rankings. And you know what? He's normally a guy that's mired in the high teens or the 20s, but he's going up against Tampa. They can't stop anybody. It's going to be a blowout. There's going to be some uh, back-and-forth scoring. I don't mean to say blowout. It's going to be high-scoring back-and-forth. And and, and for the record here, I'm going to have to go with the Giants. I'm going to go with the home team, and I think they're going to be led by Saquon Barkley, number three running back on my ranking this week. I talked about Peyton Barber being dinged up, Ronald Jones being dinged up. Either one of those guys might be a running back three, led by Peyton Barber, probably be the number one guy. But I don't think you can really count on those guys. Receiver-wise, they're going to have to throw the ball, both teams. Odell Beckham Jr., number two receiver on my rankings this week, going up against that soft Tampa secondary. Mike Evans, number 16 wide receiver on my rankings this week. Sterling Shepard will probably check in, probably get some some points for you, maybe a wide receiver three type situation. Evan Ingram, you can count on him as a bottom end tight end this week. Number eight on my rankings this week. And Tampa, O.J. Howard, they have a tight end to counter that. Number six on my rankings this week. Look for a guy like maybe a Deshaun Jackson to catch a big play, stretching the field deep. Chris Godwin's banged up, so Adam Humphreys may be one of those deep guys you can reach for in daily. Going to be a lot of fantasy points in this one going to be some back and forth and some scoring but not because of the talent on both sides it's because of the lack of defense on both sides i'm going with the home team in the giants yeah and i agree with you i'm going to go with the giants in this game too i think this is like a you know it could be a 23 20 game something like that i do you know fitzpatrick obviously he's done some good things and he's he's brought some positive play and obviously some fantasy points to you so it's hard to keep him off the field because he can do a lot of different things. I don't like the Giants' secondary. I don't like the Giants' defense in general. So I think that there's a lot to be <clears throat> said about playing somebody like Ryan Fitzpatrick against the Giants this week. I do want to look at injuries. Really nothing on the Giants' side. Peyton Barber has an ankle injury, but he hasn't done anything. Chris Godwin has been quiet, too. He has an <clears throat> ankle injury at wide receiver for the Bucks, and he is questionable in this game. So when we look at the grand scheme of things, I want to start with Tampa. I like Ryan Fitzpatrick in the game. I think he's worth the play. Jacquez Rogers, every single year, they never pay the man. They never give the man the starting job outright. They never respect the man, in my opinion. But when Peyton Barber sucks and Ronald Jones is garbage and then nobody else is doing anything, Jacquez Rogers has to step it up. So if you're looking for somebody on the waiver wire or in free agency that you got to pick up and put on your team due to injury, bye week, whatever it may be, because there's six teams off this week. Jacquez Rogers, not a bad guy to put on there. Mike Evans, I like him too. Chris Godwin, if he's healthy, flex guy. Deshaun, Deshaun Jackson, pardon me. I would like him in this one. O.J. Howard, you got to watch because he is somebody. I mean, I, I think that he's good for this game. I really honestly think that he can bring it in this game. So, I, I'm uh, I, I'm a fan of O.J. Howard, and Cameron Brait is kind of, he's not out of it, but I would lean a little bit more on O.J. Howard. And then on the other side of things, Saquon Barkley, Odell Beckham Jr., Sterling Shepard, Evan Engram are all potential plays for you, positive plays for you. Engram has gone down. Odell Beckham Jr., he gets numbers, but 
is not getting in the end zone as much as I'd like to see if he's on your team. He's on one of my teams. Sterling Shepard stepped it up. Sterling Shepard was kind of a forgotten guy a couple of years ago, and he stepped it with Victor Cruz and all of them there, and he stepped his game up. And Saquon, obviously, is the best bet. I think that they get the victory. I think they squeak it out by a field goal, and the Giants get the win. Texans at the Redskins. Before we take a step aside, Mike, what do you have for this? Yeah, there's some players dinged up in this one. And one of the things I want to talk about is real quick is Dante Foreman. He's back practicing. He's probably not going to take the field till December. But remember what we always say, if you're not two weeks ahead, you're a week behind. So you want to start looking at that forecasting. Are you in a league where you're going to need some running back support help in the playoffs to get you through the playoffs? What if Lamar Miller goes down? Who's going to take over? Is it going to be Alfred Blue? Is it going to be Dante Foreman? I think it's going to be Dante Foreman. He's going to have fresh legs. He's going to be back. They're going to gradually ease him back. But that's right during the playoffs. So if you have a deep bench, that might be a guy you may want to go out and, and store right away on your bench. Look, they've been dinged up at receiver with both Hopkins and Kiki Cootie being, being dinged up. But you know what? The Redskins have some guys dinged up too. And Chris Thompson and Jamison Crowder. They're dinged up on on the on the line as well. So I, I think even Adrian Peterson may be dinged up in this one. So there's going to be a lot to watch and see between now and game time. But the bottom line is still the bottom line. I think Houston's the better team. Both teams are at six and three. Both teams have their strengths and weaknesses. And one of those strengths is usually quarterback for the Houston Texans, and it's not. It's it's. Deshaun Watson's been struggling a little bit. Number 13 on my rankings this week. So hopefully if you have Deshaun Watson, this is a manageable situation for you. I have him in, in, in a league or two, and I'm fortunate enough to have other options when he struggled. And Washington's been playing some pretty good defense as of late. So I'm not sure they're going to have the explosiveness from the running back and Adrian Peterson. They're, they're used to with Washington. And on the other side of the ball, I'm not sure Lamar Miller is going to be able to penetrate that Washington defense. Washington's defense is pretty stellar. So I got a Lamar Miller and Adrian Peterson ranked about the same. They should have equal difficulty running in the ball. I don't think either guy is an elite running back. Lamar Miller, I just don't, I, I've never felt that way about him. And Adrian Peterson, obviously in the twilight of his career. So look for those guys to be bottom end running back twos for you. Receiver wise, DeAndre Hopkins. Anytime he steps on the field, he's definitely a top five. And again, I know the quarterback situation has been a little struggle for Watson lately. And well, thus goes the receiver situation. But they're going to have to throw the ball. And they're going to have to throw the ball. And when they throw the ball, they're going to have to throw it to DeAndre Hopkins. He's the number one option there. So just by sure targets alone. And he's able to get some of those targets. And you know what? He's going to share the field a little bit with Demarius Thomas as well. Now, Demarius Thomas, you can't count on him to do much more than a flex for you. But I would rather have Demarius Thomas up against the number two corner while the number one corner is going up against DeAndre Hopkins. I think Demarius Thomas can beat most number two corners. So he may be an affordable guy, maybe in a daily fantasy situation. Tight end. Looks like Jordan Reed is the number one guy on the field for both teams, but even he's been having a down year. I'm just surprised he's not on IR by now. He's usually missing games and dinged up. He's not on IR. He's just not performing, which is equally as bad, if not worse. He is performing at a level where I have to rank him at, at number nine on my rankings this week just because of a shortage of tight ends in the league right now and a shortage of tight ends playing this week. 
he's going to get you some points. All right. Now on the other side of the ball, I'm not sure they have a guy that can answer. I, I, there's a couple guys that that Houston has at, at tight end, and Jordan Thomas looks like the guy to most likely get the benefit. But you know, those guys have been dinged up and cannibalizing each other, so it wouldn't surprise me to see one of the other guys in a Griffin or an Aiken step up. You know, I like Houston. I like their game. I like Washington. I like their game. But I'm, I'm going to have to go with Houston in this game. I think Houston's going to have a little bit more in their tank than Washington. Washington's been playing well lately, but it just seems like they're going to be, I don't know, running out of steam, running out of power, running out of something. One thing's for sure, they're going to have to run behind Adrian Peterson, and I don't think he's going to be as effective as he's been in week past. I'm going with the Texans on the road in Washington. And it's tough because the Texans are three and two on the road. The Skins are three and two at home. Uh, I do think they're they're a good home team, better than the three and two shows. And they have the same overall record at six and three, like you said. And then and then Houston on the road, three and two. Washington at home, three and two. And they're in Washington, so Washington D.C. That is. So it'll be interesting to see how this thing shakes out. Two teams that are vying to win their divisions, and, and that's a reality for both of them. You would think back in the day, if I told you that you had Demarius Thomas and DeAndre Hopkins on the same team, that's two number one potential top five wide receivers a few years ago. So, And they have them in Houston. I think Demarius is, is worth the play. I think that DeAndre obviously is worth the play. Outside of that, it's Kiki Kuti, Sammy, Sammy Coates, and whatnot. So it really is DeAndre and Demarius. And if Demarius can step his game up, this could be something really special. If Deshaun Watson can be a quarterback, good quarterback here and, and make sure he gets the ball out, there's some success. So Deshaun's a high-end quarterback, too, because he has DeAndre and, and Demarius. I would play DeAndre and Demarius. I don't like the running back situation. It is interesting you brought up Deontay Foreman and the fact that you know he could come back from that ACL injury. is practicing but not ready to play. I'm not sold on Lamar Miller. Not a fan of that. On the other side of it for Washington, and just to look at the injury report really quick so people know, What's going down? Washington, Adrian Peterson, shoulder injury. He's had shoulder and ankle. He continues to be on the injury report, and he continues to fight through it. And I hope that he gets to complete health because the way he has been pulling that ball and fighting has been tremendous and really shows a guy who doesn't want to give up his career. Chris Thompson, a rib injury, questionable. And that's a beautiful thing to see, by the way, because some guys I feel like just mail it in sometimes. Jamison Crowder is questionable with an ankle injury. And that's really all that we have for Washington. On Houston's side of things, injury-wise, we're looking at the injuries to, let me break it all down here, Looking at Houston, DeAndre Hopkins has a foot injury. Kiki Kuti has a hamstring injury. And really, that's that's it for you. You know that Will Fuller, the fifth, is where he typically is, unfortunately, which is on injured reserve. And hopefully he gets better, and God bless that it never ends up on the thing again. I like Adrian Peterson in this. I like, really, Adrian Peterson and Jordan Reed because it's hard to – Josh Doxson's supposed to be the number one guy, but, I mean – there's really not much of anything that's going on here. They have three wide receivers on injured reserve right now. I think, well, and Trey Quinn was actually just activated, I believe, off of it. The Mr. Irrelevant, who I think is probably one of the best Mr. Irrelevants you're going to find in a draft, with him being a number one guy who was setting records at SMU last season. So Trey Quinn may be out there, just something to think about and just something to kind of circle, just like Deontay Foreman to see how. He does or what happens, but I like Peterson and Reed in this, and I am going to pick the skins at home. We'll take a step aside here on Wake Up Call with Dan Tatora. Come back with the Steelers and Jaguars. I was going to be at a 
8.20 p.m. game. Now I'm at a 1 o'clock game, which means that I get the rest of my day back, but the Jaguars get a slap in the face from the NFL. We'll be back in a moment. This is a wake-up call, Fast Break. The Wildcat Sports Pub in Camillus, New York, is located on 3680 Milton Avenue in the Home Depot Plaza. It is your family-friendly sports bar and restaurant. Folks, some sports bars aren't family-friendly. Some family-friendly restaurants are not sports bars. The Wildcat Sports Pub in Camillus, New York, is proud to be both. It is that marriage that you've been looking for for years. The Wildcat Sports Pub is your home base for your sports bar and restaurant needs, games for the kids, indoor and outdoor activities, and enough things on the menu to come back every single week and get to try something new. They're open Sundays from noon to 8 p.m., Monday through Wednesday, 11 a.m. to 11 p.m., and Thursday through Saturday from 11 a.m. to midnight. For reservations and party information, call 315-487-2222 for the Wildcat family-friendly sports pub and restaurant. Consistency is, well, consistently hard to find. Unless you head to 119 East 2nd Street in East Syracuse, New York, the home of the Penn and Trophy Center, who has been serving us Central and Upstate New Yorkers, as well as beyond, for decades. The Penn and Trophy Center on 119 East 2nd Street in East Syracuse, New York, gives you an amazing and unique way to customize a memory today. Say it with the Penn and Trophy Center. Be it an Employee of the Month award, a sports award, something for your business, engraving for your family, your loved ones, anniversaries, birthday parties, and so much more, including remembering somebody who served in the military. Say it with the Penn and Trophy Center. 119 East 2nd Street in East Syracuse, New York. The definition of consistency is Penn and Trophy. Browse their products on penandtrophy.com. That's penandtrophy.com. And call them for more information at 315-422-8797. That's 315-422-8797. Welcome back here to Wake Up Call with Dan Tortora on wakeupcalldt.com, your one-stop sports shop, and on mixlr.com backslash Call. DT, proud to be here with you every Monday through Friday from 9 a.m. to 11 a.m. Eastern Time. And we are here inside of the Fantasy Football Power Hour with my guy, Mike Sofka, Hall of Fame FantasyFootball.com. Proudly brought to you by the Wildcat Sports Pub, where you're watching all the games and hanging out all week long because why wouldn't you? They have a menu where you could get something different every week of the year and pretty much fill that out. 52? Yeah, there's about 52 different items. Well, if you include in the different types of pizza and the stuff that, yeah. So you could have something different every single week at the Wildcat Sports Pub. Fully stocked bar, family friendly. I don't know how they do it. They just do it. And I do know how they do it because they're, they're built by good people and work very diligently and very hard to welcome everybody. You can have a bunch of people watching the football game at the bar, have a kid's birthday party going on with kids running around on the other side, and then you can have kind of people just casually having lunch amidst all of this, and it all works. And that is because of Danny Tome and Heather Tome and the entire team, Nikki, Bree, Zeke, everybody, shout out to each and every single one of you. Great job, great work. Uh, Dylan as well. So uh, big ups to everybody that's out there doing their thing at the Wildcat. And, of course, the Penn and Trophy Center. You can get your 
anything made there. Get it customized, get it engraved. We have our Lombardi trophies for our champion, our toilet bowl trophy for our last place. We do so many things with the Pendant Trophy Center that's been serving the community for over 60 years, and they have a new location at 119 East 2nd Street in East Syracuse, New York, right by East Syracuse Chevrolet, as well as BJ's Wholesale Club. So make sure you go over to the Pendant Trophy Center, and if you're like Mike and you're out of town and you want to order, you can go to PendantTrophy.com and make it happen there as well. So they are bringing you the Fantasy Football Power Hour, Mike and I are getting through this. Steelers at the Jaguars, the game that was supposed to be on Sunday night that <laughs> that just like college football is considered the rotator and or or the you pick up an option when they say like the ACC games when I get an email and it says that these games have, you know, these times and then there's these four games that are on a holding pattern, which essentially means do we want to put them on television at a good time or not? Well, the Jaguars and the Steelers are going to be in Jacksonville at 1 o'clock instead of 8.20. Selfishly, it's great for me because I get my day back. But for the Jaguars, it is what I was saying before the break, a slap in the face. What do you think about this one, Mike, and the change from 8.20 to 1 o'clock? Well, these are two teams going in the opposite direction. And the 8.20 thing, I you know, the 8 o'clock thing to the 1 o'clock thing I get because the Jaguars aren't very good right now. Now, as much as these teams are headed in different directions, they're somewhat similar. Both teams have had a team leader that's not been showing up. And, of course, you know I'm talking about Le'Veon Bell. And for the Jaguars, it was Leonard Fournette. Both play the same position. Leonard Fournette's back, though. And it's still not helping the Jaguars. They still got thumped. They let the Colts put some points on them. What was it, 29 points, something like that? Yeah, you can't do that. You can't let that happen, even if you're on the road and you're supposed to be this tough defense. Oh, and the leader of your defense is sending out cryptic Twitter messages saying, y'all going to miss me when I'm gone. We miss you now because you haven't been playing up to your standard. I think that he should leave and then see if I if I miss him. Yeah, what, what are we doing? Look, you're a 3-16 Jacksonville. Wise man once said a long time ago, you are what your record says you are. You're 3-6. and six. You're not that good. Get it together. Now, with that being said, like Jacksonville allowed Indianapolis to put 29 up on them. Pittsburgh put up 52 on Carolina last week. Are you kidding me? Every time I turned around, they were scoring. I think there was three touchdowns scored in like 21 seconds or something silly like that. Jacksonville, you cannot let that happen in your crib. With that being said, I'm still going to take the Steelers because I don't think Jacksonville's going to be able to put it together. Look, Ben Roethlisberger's looked horrible against the Jacksonville Jaguars over the past two games. He's had seven picks, five in one game. It's probably not going to happen here. Ben Roethlisberger, number eight on my rankings this week. Blake Bortles, not so much. Number 20 on my quarterback rankings. And you know why? Pittsburgh hasn't missed Le'Veon Bell because of James Conner. He's been doing a bang-up job. He can catch the ball. He can run the ball. He can do it all. James Conner, number six running back on my rankings this week. Leonard Fournette just getting his footing back. I got him as a number 14 running back this week. And, you know, wide receivers were a little bit of a difference is here as well. Antonio Brown hasn't been, you know, killing it. He's still a top 10 receiver. Every time he steps on the field, he's usually the better receiver out of both teams. Checking in at number eight on my rankings this week. And Jacksonville, well, not so much. Keelan Cole, D.D. Westbrook, Dante Moncrief is probably your best chance of somebody stepping up. 
O'Shaughnessy, if he's able to take the field at the tight end position, but that's a little bit scary. I don't know if I want to go there. But you know what? Juju Smith-Schuster is the man that's, to me, surprised everybody. He's constantly putting up bottom end, wide receiver one, high end, wide receiver two numbers. I like Juju Smith-Schuster, especially in this game, against a Jacksonville defense that has been challenged in stopping people. Jacksonville, get your act together. It's going to take you longer than just this week, though. I'm going with Pittsburgh. Yeah, I think this is an easy one for me. I'm going with the Pittsburgh Steelers in this game, no doubt. Ben Roethlisberger, James Conner worth the play. Jalen Samuel is worth the flex. Antonio Brown, Juju Smith-Schuster worth the opportunities. Jesse James and Vance McDonald, I like them both at tight end. Vance McDonald more than Jesse James, but I think Jesse has an opportunity to score a touchdown. On the other side of it, for the Jaguar, and I also look at the Pittsburgh defense and special teams, this is, and as much as it pains me, covering the Jaguars for the last 10 years and being connected with them since their institution in 95, the Pittsburgh Steelers are going to romp them, in my opinion, in this game. Leonard Fournette is finally healthy enough to play, thank God. So, Leonard Fournette worth the play. D.D. Westbrook, Dante Moncrief, wide receiver threes, still worth the opportunity. James O'Shaughnessy in, in, in a disaster situation. You know, he's somebody that Blake might look to, but I think he's a low-end tight end for this week. I, I would give him an opportunity, but he's a tight end too. If you have somebody off, not a bad guy to pick up. I respect the heck out of him. This team is just all kinds of in trouble, and I'm picking the Steelers and make it very easy on you. James Conner, full participant, going through the concussion protocol. So that's good news for the James Conner fans, of which I definitely am one of those. So big ups to James Conner and all the great things that he does, and to everybody out there in the world that needs to see that they could win any fight seeing what he did to come back from injury and come back from cancer is a beautiful, wonderful thing, and he is a ray of hope for everybody out there. So God bless to James Conner. Bengals at the Ravens, Mike. What do you think about this? Yeah, this one's a little bit scary in my mind's eye because, well, let me ask you, Dan. When you were in high school, did you go to prom? I Yeah, I did go to prom. I went to junior prom and I went to senior prom. I said that because the girls in my school were stuck-up snob rich girls. So I took somebody from outside of my school to junior prom and senior prom because the girls that I went to school with were just trash. I'm sorry, they were. They were kind of trash. (laughs) Okay, but my point is this. You had a date. You knew who your date was before you went to the dance, right? You yeah, mo- yeah. Most of the up. time. I mean, sometimes you just pick up somebody that's walking down Syracuse. But it's enough. But in all seriousness, I got. I had some good ones. I want to give a shout out where 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 where, where shout outs are due. I had fun. I did. Well, here's the deal: the Ravens don't know who their date is with on Sunday. Now, I think they do. Quarterback situation. Flacco's dinged up. It looks like it's going to be Lamar Jackson. If I had to place money on it, that's who I would go with. But you got two blind dates here, and you're going to meet one of them on Sunday. You're going to meet Lamar Jackson, who hasn't started a game in the NFL. But you're going to see RG3, who started some games, and he's been suspect, but he's been given another opportunity. Now, I think there's going to be a combination of both guys. I think we're going to see both guys on the field at the same time. I think we're going to see some packages for both guys, but I think the winner is going to be Lamar Jackson. I think he holds the most upside right now, but you can't start either one of these guys in this game, even though it's up against the Bungles, who can't stop anybody. The Bungles, of course, letting their defensive coordinator go at the beginning of the week, and I don't 
coming in. Hugh Jackson's going to make any difference here. I hey, don't you think bite your tongue. He he was the best 0-16 coach I've ever seen in my life. Yeah, <laughs> you know, I, I just I don't see how they can stop some of the talent. So I think the Ravens are still going to win this game, even though I don't know who the date's going to be. I know they're going to have a good time in Baltimore. Look, the Bengals are bad. They can't stop anybody. Vontez perfect is ding. I said perfect. Listen to me. Perfect is dinged up. They're having challenges. A.J. Green dinged up. Probably not going to play again. You know, I like Tyler Boyd. I think he's a great wide receiver, too, and a wide receiver, too, in this game. I just don't think he's going to be enough. I like Joe Mixon. He's number 11 running back on the rankings. I just don't think he's going to be enough. You look at the the tight end position. I think C.J. Uzuma has been doing a bang-up job, even when even when he's been dinged up. Checking in to number 15 on my rankings. I think the Red Rocket, Andy Dalton, has been doing okay, throwing some picks. Andy Dalton, number 21 quarterback on my rankings. But like I said, you can't start a quarterback from Baltimore, but who you can start, maybe an Alex Collins. Alex Collins is a nice running back, too, for you. And you know who else you can start? Well, you can start a receiver they have by the name of John Brown who's been tearing it up. He's a wide receiver, too. Again, you got to temper your expectations here. As long as you have a game plan going in that works for your win, that's fine. Look at look at a guy like Crabtree. He's dinged up a little bit, but he's still able to maybe get you flex or wide receiver three numbers. Hayden Hurst is on the up. Mark Andrews is on the up. But you can't count on these guys. You know who you count on? I think you count on that defense of Baltimore to turn the ball over, create some short yardage situations, and possibly even get you some points. Baltimore, a surprise defense this week up against the Bengals. I think Baltimore is going to have enough in the tank, have enough with the ambiguity at quarterback to make things happen. You know, Cincinnati's probably wondering which quarterback to, to be ready for. They better be ready for both because they're going to get a dose of both. I'm going to take the Ravens to win this game. Mike, did you think at all that when you asked if I had a prom day in high school and whatnot, did you ever think that it was going to get that dark? No, no, I, <laughs> no, no, I no. What I'm saying is when I uh, when I just went into uh, you know the trash conversation, I don't think you expected that this morning. I'm like, no, they're all trash. It was all good. It was trash. <laughs> it's all trash. But uh, I mean, you know, it's just it is. It's, it, it is. Tis what I mean. That that was what it was. But. It's all good. I had fun. I will tell you at my senior prom, I danced because I was I was over high school. So I, I danced. I had a good time. And shout out to the Landmark Theater because that's where we had it. It was really nice at the Landmark Theater. So, But I don't have any crazy prom stories. I literally went to the prom and then I went, I think I went bowling and then I went home. So that's that's what I did. That's what I did because I, I didn't have that, you know, whatever. But I get what you're saying, like Lamar Jackson and and uh, Joe Flacco, but I told you at the beginning of the year, roll the tape back, I did say Lamar Jackson would eventually be the starter of this team. John Harbaugh would lose his job more than I, I said. John's probably not going to keep his job, and Joe's probably not going to keep his job, and Lamar Jackson's going to be a sign of the future. So I like that. I like the fact that Lamar Jackson is doing his thing and, and maybe potentially getting an opportunity. I'm going with the Ravens in this one. They're at home. As we had spoken about, Andy Dalton, he's okay. I can't, I can't focus 
when you call him the Red Rocket. It makes me very uncomfortable, but I think it's funny. It's very uncomfortable, <laughs> yet it's funny. So, which is the best humor? So, Andy Dalton, uh, he's okay. I got him as a high end quarterback, too, Red Rocket. And, you know, AJ Green. If AJ Green is good to go, take a look at, it, at the updated injury report from most recently here. So, let's take a look at Cincinnati. AJ Green's toe injuries left him questionable. John Ross groin injury is questionable and Tyler Croft's foot injury. He is out for this week. So is Eifert obviously. And then on the other side of it with Baltimore, just a quick note here to make sure we let people know what's going on. Joe Flacco's hip injury has left him questionable as well. His play has left him even more questionable. So in my opinion, when we look at this game, Andy Dalton, like I said, quarterback to AJ Green, if he's good to go, then you got to put him out there. Tyler Boyd, big fan, play Tyler Boyd. Play C.J. Uzma. I don't know how how great he's going to do because I don't know how high the scoring. I don't think this game's going to be that high of a scoring game. But C.J. Uzma, you could do worse. Lamar Jackson, like you said, you wouldn't put anybody out there. But if you have a league like I do, where we have team quarterback, you really can't lose if you got somebody off and you want to roll the dice and put Lamar Jackson out there. I don't think it's going to be great. I would not suggest to do it. But you do have team quarterback in my leagues. Alex Collins, I like him. John Brown, not a bad play. Willie Sneed hasn't shown up yet, so not a big fan of that. And Mark Andrews and Hayden Hurst, they're both rookies that were both drafted this season. Hayden Hurst in the first round, Mark in the third. Neither one of them separates themselves, but one of them may find their way into the end zone. So if it's a last-minute thing that you got to do right before the game, I don't knock you for putting some one of those guys out there. Raiders at the Cardinals. We're going to try and breeze through these last few. we got five to go. Raiders at the Cardinals, what do you got for those? Oof, this is the do I have to game. Do I have to watch it? Do I have to even talk about it? This is rough. Don't watch it. Don't watch it. They're they're not going to have their head coach next year, maybe. I got a question. Who's playing wide receiver for Oakland? If you're lining up Seth Roberts and Brandon LaFell and Dwayne Harris as your starting wide receivers, you got problems. You combine that with Doug Martin in the backfield and Jalen Richard, two journeyman type guys, but they're not your number one guys. Jared Cook's the number one guy. He's the number four tight end on my ranking this week, but I can't count on any of those guys. Martavius Bryant dinged up, not going to play this week. Jordy Nelson, questionable to play, and it's questionable whether he wants to be there anymore. Was he the guy with the cryptic message this week of a veteran player probably a receiver that was talking about getting the heck out of there. And that's what I'd be feeling like doing if I was Derek Carr because he's got no weapons around him. He's a number 25 quarterback on my ranking. On the flip side, Josh Rosen, I could think of worse guys you'd want to start this week. I could think of better ones, though. He's number 23 on my rankings. David Johnson's been on the way up. Checks in at number four on my rankings this week against a soft Oakland defense. And that's the other thing. Don't start an Oakland defense. If Oakland is the only defense available and your defense is on a bye this week, go without a defense this week because Oakland will cost you points if you start them as a defense. So stay far away from that. Go with the zero, then trying to be the hero. Don't get the negative seven. Look, Arizona is going to rely on an old faithful guy, Larry Fitzgerald, to be there, but he's really there for Christian Kirk to help build this guy up. Ricky Seals-Jones has been making improvements all year long, number 13 tight end. I don't think you can count on the receivers much more than a, a wide receiver three. And look out for something crazy to happen. Maybe a Chase Edmonds making a bigger appearance in this game, but 
I do like David David Johnson's upside. And again, I'm I don't want to watch this game. I don't even want to talk about it anymore. I'm going to go with the home team in Arizona. Yeah, I'm going with the Arizona Cardinals in this one too. Even though the Cardinals are bad, I think the Raiders are worse. I think I think I figured out what John Gruden's trying to do. I think like anybody else, like he came into the Raiders knowing that they're going to leave Oakland and go to Vegas. And so what he's doing is he's like a parent. He's like a mom going through the suitcase going, you can't take all this stuff. It's too much. It's not going to get through security. So he's just shedding all of this talent on the offensive side of the ball to lighten the suitcase. But what he's going to realize when he gets there is he doesn't have a toothbrush, nor does he have underwear when he gets to Vegas. And that's how I feel about his situation, if you could roll me on that. I don't like a lot of these Raiders. Doug Martin, no. I mean, DeAndre Washington, absolutely not. Jordy Nelson, why would you want to stay there? Martavis Brighton. Uh, Jared Cook, maybe. You want to throw Jared Cook out there? Maybe throw Jared Cook out as your tight end or your flex guy. I'm not sold on Derek Carr anymore. Arizona, I don't think Josh Rosen's going to have a bad game in this. So if you if you have to dig and you got injuries and people off, I don't think he's a bad bet. I got that vibe this week. David Johnson, I like him. Larry Fitzgerald, good stuff. Christian Kirk, kind of a wide receiver three right now, in my opinion. Not a big fan of Arizona's tight ends, but I will give it up to them and say they'll get the victory. I agree with you, Mike. Broncos at the Chargers. What do you got? Yeah, I like the Chargers in this one. I think it's going to be all Chargers. Chargers the better team. Going in the right direction. I just like everything about the Chargers. They're definitely a team that's on the rise. Number nine on my rankings, Phillip Rivers this week. Uh, it's going to be all Chargers. You can't count on a production like you're going to get from him on the other side of the ball. And Case Keenum, number 24 on my rankings this week. And as far as running backs go, Melvin Gordon, he's just the man. I mean, he's a guy. He can catch the ball. He can score the ball. He can break away. He's good in space. He's good between the tackles. This is a guy who a couple years ago didn't have the shiniest year when he came in, went and worked out with Adrian Peterson in the Houston area all summer, came back, and he's been a dynamite, explosive ever since. Melvin Gordon, number two running back on my rankings this week. And on the other side of the ball for Denver, well, not so much. Royce Freeman's been dinged up. Hopefully he can take the field because Phillip Lindsay plays better when Freeman's on the field as well. If they rely just on Lindsay, Lindsay doesn't put up the great numbers. But Phillip Lindsay, a guy who you could throw out there as maybe a running back too this week. And then looking at the receivers, Emmanuel Sanders is the guy by default. He's a bottom-end wide receiver, one for you. Cortland Sutton, they're making an effort to get him the ball, and he's been responding okay. But he's still just a wide receiver three on the rankings. Jeff Auerman may show up for a touchdown. He's the type of guy that, again, is not going to get you a bunch of yards, but he may get you a touchdown. And you know what? I think I'm going to have to go with the home team, although, you know what, I'd be remiss if I didn't mention Keenan Allen. Keenan Allen, one of the best wide receivers in the game, definitely a top 10 receiver this week. And you can't really count on much in the tight end position there on that side of the ball. I, I'm going to go with the home team, like I said, the Chargers to win. And I think the Chargers are going to win big. Yeah, this Chargers team, for those that aren't paying attention or only paying attention to that other L.A. team, just to make note of this, the Chargers right now are 7-2. and two. They are 7-2, and two, and the only reason why they're in second place in the AFC West is because there's this little old team called Kansas City who's 9-1 and one in that division right now. So there's some good stuff happening with the Chargers, and good for Phillip Rivers in this to, to be getting this going and getting it rolling. And I'm going to take the Chargers at home, too, to break down, you know, fantasy-wise for Denver. I like Phillip Lindsay in this game. I think that he's definitely worth the play. 
Emmanuel Sanders showed that he was the guy that Case Keenum felt most co- comfortable with, hence why they got rid of Demarius Thomas. Cortland Sutton moves up to number two, but I think they need a better quarterback, a better opportunity, better offense for this all to work because Cortland Sutton's got hands. So I like it. Emmanuel Sanders and Phillip Lindsay in this game for me for the Broncos. For the Chargers, Phillip Rivers, Melvin Gordon, who played very well. Keenan Allen, low end two. Tyrell Williams, mid-range two. And Virgil Green now, Antonio Gates. Now Antonio Gates on the injury report. So I like Allen and Williams, but Gordon and Rivers are the ones I like the most going with the Chargers. We'll take a quick step aside for our final fast break of the show. When we come back, we'll do a trio of games. Eagles at the Saints, which should be like a Super Bowl type game, but it's not because the Eagles are not there, but the Saints are. Vikings at the Bears Sunday night football and Chiefs at the Rams. And that is Monday night football. And that will not be played in Mexico and that'll be happening in just – we'll be talking about that in just a moment after this fast break. This is a wake-up call fast break. The Wildcat Sports Pub in Camillus, New York, is located on 3680 Milton Avenue in the Home Depot Plaza. It is your family-friendly sports bar and restaurant. Folks, some sports bars aren't family-friendly. Some family-friendly restaurants are not sports bars. The Wildcat Sports Pub in Camillus, New York, is proud to be both. It is that marriage that you've been looking for for years. The Wildcat Sports Pub is your home base for your sports bar and restaurant needs, games for the kids, indoor and outdoor activities, and enough things on the menu to come back every single week and get to try something new. They're open Sundays from noon to 8 p.m., Monday through Wednesday, 11 a.m. to 11 p.m., and Thursday through Saturday from 11 a.m. to midnight. For reservations and party information, call 315-487-2222 for the Wildcat family-friendly sports pub and restaurant. Consistency is, well, consistently hard to find. Unless you head to 119 East 2nd Street in East Syracuse, New York, the home of the Penn and Trophy Center, who has been serving us central and upstate New Yorkers, as well as beyond, for decades. The Penn and Trophy Center on 119 East 2nd Street in East Syracuse, New York, gives you an amazing and unique way to customize a memory today. Say it with the Penn and Trophy Center. Be it an Employee of the Month award, a sports award, something for your business, engraving for your family, your loved ones, anniversaries, birthday parties, and so much more, including remembering somebody who served in the military. Say it with the Penn and Trophy Center. 119 East 2nd Street in East Syracuse, New York. The definition of consistency is Penn and Trophy. Browse their products on penandtrophy.com. That's penandtrophy.com. And call them for more information at 315-422-8797. That's 315-422-8797. Welcome back here to Wake Up Call with Dan Tortora on wakeupcalldt.com, your one-stop sports shop, and on mxlr.com backslash Wake up, call DT. I'm having a happy morning. So happy to be here with you this morning, everybody. Every Monday through Friday from 9 a.m. to 11 a.m. Eastern Time, hanging out with my guy Mike Sofka from Hall of Fame FantasyFootball.com in the Fantasy Football Power Hour, which always becomes a power hours. Wildcat Sports Pub, Penn and Trophy Center, bringing it to you every Thursday in the second hour of the show, starting off at 10 a.m. And for all of you that know reality of fantasy, 
there is never a week off. There's never an off season. Mike and I share that with you all the time, and we're happy that you share your time with us. And with that being said, we're back with a trio of games, Mike. Let's run through these. We're running through the gamut. Eagles at Saints. What do you have for this? Saints are the best team in the NFL right now. I don't care what anybody says. And they're they're playing at home, which is where Drew Brees goes off. And he's going to go off in this game because the Eagles are dinged up at corner. Darby's done for the year. Mills is dinged up. So, I mean, there's, there's opportunity for the receivers, a receiver like a Michael Thomas, number three on my rankings. So you combine Drew Brees and Michael Thomas, I think if you stack those guys or make those guys a core of your daily fantasy, you're going to do real well this week. Look for those guys to hook up several times. You know, and on the other side of the ball, Carson Wentz is going to be forced to answer, number five quarterback on my rankings. And you know what? I think he's going to have to answer because the running back situation for New Orleans is off the chain. Kamara, number nine running back. Mark Ingram, number 18 running back on my rankings this week. Then we wish they had a guy like that in Philadelphia. They've been trying to get a guy like that, but right now they're going to rely on Wendell Smallwood. Maybe a Josh Adams going to get some more touches. Alshon Jeffrey is going to have to do something if he's able to, to take the field. He should be the number 18 receiver because New Orleans was soft at the beginning of the year. They added Eli Apple, and although I don't think Eli Apple is the best corner, I think that tightened up that defense a little more. So I I like that move, and congrats to them because the defense in New Orleans has been playing better, and that's probably going to be the difference in this game. They're not going to be able to stop a guy like Zach Ertz, though, who's the number two tight end on my rankings this week. I look for New Orleans to win this game handedly at home. Yeah, I got the Saints in this one. The crazy thing about it is Des Bryant finally showed up with the Saints, but he but he showed up on the injury report with a torn ACL. We're never going to see him this season with the Saints, but he. This is the thing: once you sign a contract and you get hurt, you get paid. So Jonathan Stewart's on that too, coming from Carolina. He's getting that money, and you know he's going to be a part of it and a part of the team, which is great, but not on the field, which is sad for both of those guys. Philadelphia Carson Wentz is worth the play. Corey Clement is or Clement is worth the flex. Look, Elshon Jeffrey, worth the play. Zach Ertz, worth the play in this one. On New Orleans side, Drew Brees, Alvin Kamara, Mark Ingram, all worth the plays. Michael Thomas and Traquan Smith, I believe, are worth the play. And just make it, you know, I'm picking the Saints in this one. I said, you know, I, I said a while back here that the Saints, in my opinion, could be a Super Bowl contender. They've done nothing but prove me right over the last few weeks, and I'm excited for what the future is going to hold. Vikings at the Bears, oh my. What do you have for Sunday night football? I'm actually excited for this game because the Bears are relevant in the division, and so are the Vikings. This is a fight for potentially who's going to win the NFC North. So what do you think about this one, Mike? Yeah, I like this game a lot. I'm happy this is Sunday night game, be able to watch this game pretty much uninterrupted, hopefully. You know, the Vikings look like they were going to have the number one defense coming in. Fantasy-wise, it looks like Chicago has the number one defense. Now with that addition of Khalil Mack, you know, Khalil Mack's been dinged up a little bit. looks like he might be 100% or close to it by now. So I think the linebacker situation, the pass-rushing situation for the Bears is just ridiculous they have some great linebackers and that's going to be a challenge if you're the Vikings if you're the Vikings and you're trying to move the ball against that defense good luck now Kirk Cousins was brought in here to do just that and I'm hoping he's able to do just that because he has two great receivers and Adam Thielen who's been dinged up a little bit and Stefan Diggs who's back now 
So Adam Thielen's the number five receiver on my rankings this week. Stephon Diggs is number 19. Uh, Kyle Rudolph, not so much this week. Number one, because they're going up against that Chicago defense. He's the number 16 tight end on my rankings. He's hoping to find the end zone this week. And on the other side of the ball, Chicago, Mitch Trubisky's just been outstanding. At this point in his career, he's been playing lights out, in my opinion. Mitch Trubisky, number 12 quarterback on my rankings this week. And, you know, I, I wish I could sit here and tell you that Jordan Howard was just the guy and he was the top running back. He's not, but he's doing his job. And his part of his job is the counter to Tariq Cohen. Tariq Cohen, the guy in space. Tariq Cohen, the guy that they can throw out there in the slot. Jordan Howard, the guy that can run between the tackles. And if both these guys do their job, it's great for the team. Not so much for fantasy. Knocks both of those guys back to a back-end RB2. And Chicago's got some answers at receiver. Finally, Anthony Miller's been able to find his place, his role. Taylor Gabriel... The targets are down a little bit, still productive when he can't take the field. Same thing with Allen Robinson. They got a trio of guys that can get it done. None of them are stellar. None of them are elite. But together, they make a good trio of guys that Chicago can count on. Oh, and they got one other guy by the name of Trey Burton, who they always seem to be able to get involved in these trick plays, jet sweeps, uh, tight end throws, whatever. He's a dynamic player, number 10 tight end on my rankings this week. I'm going to have to go with the Bears at home in a game I'm anxious to watch. Yeah, I'm really excited for this. Adam Thielen has a back injury. He's questionable at wide receiver, one of the best wide receivers out there, if not the best wide receiver arguably in the country right now, so just watch it. Deion Sims, uh, tight end for Chicago, concussion has left him questionable. He did not practice on Wednesday, so I would venture to say that potentially – you know, he may not be playing in this game. For Minnesota, I like Kirk Cousins in this. Delvin Cook, got to put him out there. Adam Thielen is another one to put out. Stephon Diggs, uh, I think he's like a wide receiver three right now just because of the way he's been playing, but he does take some people off of Thielen. Kyle Rudolph, I like him in the matchup as well. For Chicago, I like their defense and special teams. I like Mitch Trubisky on Sunday Night Football. He bailed me out of one of my weeks. Not a bad opportunity to have, especially with this week with the – I mean, the Bills, the Browns, the Niners, the Dolphins, the Jets, the Patriots are all off. So, you know, if you have anybody out there, which I don't know why you would have a Bills quarterback, and if you picked up the 49ers or something like that, or you have Ryan Tannehill or the Dolphins team quarterback, whatever that may be, or you have Baker Mayfield or you have Tom Brady, not a bad option to, you know, look at this game and and put out a Kirk Cousins or a Mitch Trubisky. Uh, Jordan Howard and Tariq Cohen, hard to leave either one of them off. I'm kind of liking them more. They're not consistent, and they take away from each other, but I lean a little bit more on Jordan Howard, but I think Tariq Cohen's going to have a game this week. And then Taylor Gabriel, obviously, is worth a play. And Trey Burton, I'm so happy for him after winning a Super Bowl ring that he is relevant still right now, picking the Bears. Chiefs at the Rams. This game was supposed to be in Mexico, but the conditions on the field were atrocious, so they moved the game to L.A., so L.A. is now going to be at home, and this could be a foreshadowing of the Super Bowl because these are two of the hottest offenses out there, two of the hottest teams out there, and the Rams arguably the best defense out there with the offense that they have. So in the last team to lose a game in the NFL this season. So, Mike, final game, what do you have, Chiefs at the Rams? I'm excited to see this game as well, and I think I just got to go with the home team here. I'm gonna, you know, when it was in Mexico, it was more of a coin flip to me, but I think I'm going to go with the home team in the Rams here, and I'm going to make this real easy. And I'm going to make this real quick. If you have Chiefs, play them. You already know that though. They're ones across the board: Kelsey, Hill, Patrick Mahomes, 
Kareem Hunt. They're all ones. You already know that. Same thing on the other side of the ball. Same thing with Todd Gurley. Same thing with Jared Goff. Same thing with, look, you can't go Cooper Cup this week. He looks like he's done with the ACL. So that's a shame. But this is a great opportunity for a Josh Reynolds. That might be a deep guy you pull up on a on a daily team. You know, Gerald Everett or Tyler Higby, one of these guys may find the end zone. And you know what? It may come down to the kicking game in this one. So watch the kickers in this one. Both teams have excellent kickers in Butker and Zerline. Look for this game to be within a field goal, but I'm going to take the Rams at home. Yeah, this game is is really easy for me, too, and I could be like Mike. And, you know, there you go. Everybody wants to be like Mike. And go down the line here. Kansas City going to make this very easy for you. Pat Mahomes, Kareem Hunt, Tyreek Hill, Travis Kelsey all sound good to me. And then on the other side of it for the Rams, Jared Goff, proud of him, proud of what he's doing, him and Pat Mahomes, young quarterbacks in the NFL, hopefully a positive future in the NFL. Todd Gurley, like him, Brandon Cooks, Robert Woods. Like you said, Josh Reynolds, not a bad option. Tyler Higby, I like him now. He's he's definitely grown on me. So I'm going to go with the Rams in this game, but I think it's going to be a good game. I hope it's 40-something to 40-something. We haven't had a good Monday night football game in a while. Mike, let's run down really quick. So I have the Packers, the Falcons, the Panthers, the Titans, the Giants, the Skins, the Steelers, the Ravens, the Cardinals, the Chargers, the Saints, the Bears, the Rams. You have the Seahawks, the Falcons, the Panthers, the Colts. So we're different on the Packers, Seahawks. We're different on the Titans, Colts. We're different on the Texans, Redskins. And then in the Cincinnati Ravens game, you had Baltimore, right? Uh, yeah, I'm taking Baltimore. Okay, so we were the same in that one. And so we pretty much are snake eyes all the way through except for three games. So it's the Skins or the Texans, the Titans or the Colts, the Packers or the Seahawks is where Mike and I differ this week. And currently, Mike is in first place in our overall leaderboard. 90 wins, 56 losses, two ties. I'm right behind him with 88 wins, 58 losses, two ties. John behind that with 87, 59, and 2. And Jordan with 81, 65, and 2. Jordan's had like three of the best weeks he's had all season, which has put us all at 80-plus wins. And with that being said, Mike, I appreciate all of your help, as always. This is going to be a great week of football. And for everybody to know, once again, really quick here, the Bills, the Niners, the Browns, the Dolphins, Jets, and Patriots are off this week. The entire AFC East is off this week. God bless each and every single one of you. Thank you to the Penn & Trophy Center and to the Wildcat Sports Pub and Mike Sofka of Hall of Fame FantasyFootball.com. Thank you, my good sir, as always. All right. We'll talk to you next time, Dan. Thanks. All right. Take care. You can find all of our stuff by going to wakeupcalldt.podbean.com. You can also go to wakeupcalldt.com, click on the iTunes podcast, Podbean podcast, tune in radio, the RSS feed, or you can click on the fantasy football tab at the top of the page, and that'll give you this week's week 11 predictions and everything else to help you out with fantasy football and the reality of the game. Like I said, Mike and I differed on a trio of games this week. We'll see how everything goes and how it shakes out with John and Jordan as they join me for FML Friday Morning Live tomorrow. And that is going to be tomorrow's show, the Annoying Moment of the Week, proudly brought to you by Carvel DeWitt. I've been holding on to this Annoying Moment of the Week since Saturday, and I want to thank the wonderful person sitting in the stands at the CNS game that's going to make it all too easy for me to bring you the Annoying Moment of the Week. And then significant sound bites starting at 9.30 a.m. Eastern Time tomorrow. You are going to have a sit-down conversation with the American Athletic Conference Commissioner, Mike Oresco, as he steps into the college game day, UCF-Cincinnati game. Massive conversation that you do not want to miss. This is a conversation for local, regional, national, international. Big-time opportunity, and Mike is always, always on the broadcast throughout the year, and a great guy and a great person, and uh, I want to thank him for all of his 
Kind words to me. You're also going to hear from half of the ACC. You will hear from Pitts, Pat Narduzzi. You'll hear from Virginia Tech's Justin Fuente. You'll also hear from Wake Forest, Dave Clawson, Boston College's Steve Adaziel, Willie Taggart of the Florida State Seminoles, Louisville's Lorenzo David, who's filling in after Bobby Petrino was fired, and the Syracuse Orange, you will hear from, of course, Dino Babers. And then we'll get into Friday Morning Live. We'll be live on video in the studio and on audio, as always, right here on MixLR.com backslash DT. Bookmark and save the live feed for the video, Facebook.com backslash DT. Have yourselves a great day. God bless, as always. Be good to yourself and be good to each other. And please know that nothing in your life that you're facing today is impossible to get past. You will, I promise. You just got to work hard at it, but it will work out, and it'll be worth it. And every blood, sweat, and tear will make you the person that you are who somebody someday will appreciate. And you, above all people, should be the person that appreciates that today and every day. Wake Up Call DT is on Facebook, at Wake Up Call DT. Twitter at CallDT, Instagram at WakeUpCall underscore DT, WakeUpCallDT.com. Have yourselves a great day. I'm excited. I need to go get food. I'm way too hungry in the studio right now. Be good, everybody. We'll talk to you soon.